Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mixtape Podcast, where we usually go through movies and we dissect them from a screenwriter's perspective. This week, uh, we're doing things a little bit differently because we're doing Scary Movie. Now, Scary Movie um, from 2000 is a spoof movie, if you haven't seen it, of Scream and of other horror movies. The reason I said I say that we're not doing it from a screenwriter's perspective is because this movie makes no sense. There's no character arcs. The scenes are all over the place. The plot is barely even there. So there's nothing to really critique screenwriting-wise. It's just going to be a fun ride through the movie, through the jokes, through everything that was in the year 2000 that was allowed because a movie like this um, would never be allowed to be made today. Ever. So I'm so glad um, it exists before everybody started to get offended by everything. But in saying that, again, we're doing Scary Movie from 2000. It was directed by Keenan Ivory Wayans. So the plot of Scary Movie is a year after disposing of the body of a man they accidentally killed, they accidentally killed. A group of dumb teenagers are stalked by a bumbling serial killer. That's literally what, like, the IMDb thing said, dumb teenagers. So, you know, so you know this movie is just going to be, like, fucking batshit crazy. Now, look, this is one of my favorite comedy movies. I saw it in the cinema. I laugh every, t- every single time I see it, even though it's stupid. I just think the jokes are so funny. But, weirdly enough, this was not my pick. This was Marcelo's pick. Oh, did I mention I'm hosting? Well, I guess you know I'm hosting. I don't need to tell you. I'm me, Marcelo's him, I'm hosting. You don't need to know that shit. So anyway, this was Marcelo's pick. Now, Marcelo, you have not seen this movie before. This is the first time you've watched it. Can't believe it. Now, I want to ask you something very, very serious. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Are you ready? Now, I want a truthful answer. Okay? Yes. You went into mm-hmm. this bias as fuck, okay? Yes. Bias as yeah. fuck. You, yep. for, for 23 years, because it came out in 2000, you refu- flat out refuse, refused, flat out <laughs> refused to see it, didn't even yeah. want to look at it, didn't even want to think about it. Anytime anybody brought it up, it fucking triggered the shit out of you, right? It was just one yes, of those true. movies where you're like, I... As long as I live, I will never fucking watch this movie. I will die knowing that I have never seen this piece of shit. Now, <laughs> good on you for picking this movie because you really wanted to sit you really wanted to watch this movie because it's like you're you're prejudging it. You judged it before you even saw it. So I do I give did. you brownie points. Yeah, you did. I give you brownie points for actually choosing this movie, saying, listen, I hate this movie, but I haven't actually seen it, so I should watch it before I hate it. <laughs> Right, so if you if you've seen it, which obviously you have, and you still hate it, totally fine. Then there's justification because you just don't like the movie. But my question is, was it as bad as you thought it was going to be? Did you think it was funny? Obviously, we're going to go through the movie, or did you go? You know what? I was totally justified in hating it. This movie fucking sucks. Where do you stand um, on it now? No, I mean, listen, listen, there's some bits in here that made me chuckle a little bit, but I really had a hard time laughing throughout this movie. I didn't, I didn't find it funny. I just found it Mm. overly fucking stupid. Yeah. And the other thing, the other thing that I found was, I'm like, these motherfuckers, now, now, now now the guys who made this movie, they're, they're, they're comedic geniuses. They're great writers. They're great people. Yeah. But I'm like, these motherfuckers. Yes, yes. These these guys are these are these these guys are great comedic filmmakers. But I'm like these motherfuckers. The only thing that they did is they ripped off Kevin Williamson's movies. That's the only thing that they did for this movie. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here watching it, going, "You, uh, okay, whatever." But that's that that was but, the point. It's supposed to be. It's a spoof. Yeah, it's supposed yeah, to be. I, yeah, and plus, yeah, they did yeah, other horror movies. Yeah. They just didn't do Kevin. Yeah, yeah. That that is that is true. But listen, you know, I I watched it. I found some of it funny, but I'm like, okay, I'm never gonna watch this movie again. It's it it's 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 okay, but it's not the 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 it's not the uh, the the unholy bastard child that I thought it was. 
<laughs> okay. All right. So in saying that, let's get into it. So scary movie. The opening scene, we've got the hilarious Carmen Electra in the kitchen. It's it's basically a parody of the opening of Scream. So she's in the kitchen. Mm. She gets the popcorn ready. She puts the popcorn on the stove and she gets a phone call. And obviously, what's your favorite movie? And then she says it's Kazam, and he's and Ghostface is like Kazam, and she's like, yeah, you haven't seen Shack Act. I actually haven't seen Kazam, so like, I'm not, I don't know, but I assume it's like fucking horrible. Kazam is really bad. All right, so I'll go. I'll, I'll go bad. with you don't, on that one. Yeah, it it it's it's awful. Don't don't it don't waste. So I shouldn't put it on <laughs> to do on the podcast. <laughs> um, you know what? That's a no no. You know what? <laughs> no no. You know what? I think that will be fun because. I watched Shazam as a kid, so oh, it okay. might be fun. Okay, well, yeah, it's a kids it might movie. Be fun. It's a kids movie. Um, so yeah. what I like about this scene is there's a VHS tape on the bench, so you know this movie's old, like it's from 2000. Like she's going to play a VHS tape, which if you watch this movie, it it doesn't actually. It's not dated. Like this movie could have been made yesterday. Even the clothing people are wearing these days. But the only thing that dates it is the VHS tape. Which I thought was funny. Anyway, um, so we go through the normal, I want to know who I'm looking at. And then it cuts to Ghostface and he's looking at a Playboy mag- magazine. And, you know, she go- he goes, I want to see what insides look like. And she's like, turn to page 54, which I thought was funny. <laughs> and then he turns, he's like, oh, okay. Um, the the thing that I wanted to ask you about was the the popcorn on the stove I always found funny. Um, cause she puts it on and it's little. And then when it goes back to it, it's like massive. The thing I wanted to ask you was we actually, is we don't get popcorn like that here. Is that a, re- I know this is stupid, but is that a real pop? Do you get popcorn where you put it on the stove and it pops up like that? Is that, is that a thing? I've never heard. I've never seen oh, that hell before. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have that like at yeah, all. Those, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those, those are really fun because those things you just, uh, <clears throat> like, like Cromer Lecture did at the beginning of the thing, you just rip out you you get it and you rip out the piece of plastic, you put it on the stove, you turn the knob, and uh, just after a couple minutes it pops up and after a few you know, after a couple minutes you have your popcorn. Wow. Maybe when I go to America again I'll try that. But like yeah, we do not have that yeah. here. So anyway, I always thought that was funny because I didn't know that that was the thing. So she starts ghost faces in the house, she starts running through the house and she she's there's a knock at the door she grabs a bat and then she opens the door and starts to beat who she thinks is Ghostface up but they're kids and she's like oh fuck sorry so then she turns around Ghostface is in her house and she's presented with weapons on the table she's got a grenade a life a gun a, a life a grenade a knife a gun and a banana and she chooses the banana which I don't know why I always find that funny I just find it funny um she runs outside uh to two signs that say safety and death she runs the the death way um ghostface tries to grab her but every time he gr- tries to grab her he rips off her top and then he rips off her clothing and then she's in this white underwear and she's running through her <laughs> She's running through her yard and then the sprinklers go off. And then she's like running through it like all sexy and doing like the hair flippy thing. And um, again, I don't know why I find that funny. It's so stupid. Ghostface catches up to her. He stabs her in the boob and pulls out a breast implant, which I always thought was funny. And good on Carmen Electra for fucking like doing doing that. She's basically making fun of herself. She runs towards a car her father's driving. Um, he hits her, but he's not paying attention because um, he's getting a blowjob from the mum. <laughs> And then uh, Ghostface kills her, and that is the opening scene. Um, listen, I have—I know you don't like this movie. I have a lot of love for this movie. I, like I said, I saw it in the cinema. I love this opening scene. Uh, I just—I just like it a lot. So, what say you? No, this opening scene was funny. I mean, to see basically, basically, Hammerlight should be Casey Becker from Scream. Do the bit with the popcorn. Talk about Kazam. And when she, you know, when she goes outside, uh, well, first of all, I found that scene because she does that moment where she turns on the porch light and her, her boyfriend is like this screaming gay ass drama queen. I don't know who the fuck that's Prince. supposed to be. The, it's supposed to be Prince. supposed to be Prince. You know, I, I found that funny. But the funniest part of the scene to me was the breast implant and the dad getting a blowjob in the car. I found that funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then when she gets, you sound like you car, found that funny. <laughs> you sound yeah. like you found that really funny. Yeah, no, 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 I did. And then when she gets whacked by the car, she rolls over the car. I found that really yeah. funny. 
Uh, yeah, no, but I, I, I thought this movie got off to a good start. All right, so uh, the first scene, we meet Cindy Campbell, which is played by, I don't even know how to say, Anna or Anna Faris. I don't know, whichever whichever one it is. So we meet Cindy Campbell. She's on a computer, just like when we meet uh, Nev Campbell in Scream, Sydney Prescott. She's on a computer. She hears a noise. And then Bobby, her boyfriend, which is, uh, what's, his, what's his face? Which is uh, Skeet Ulrich in, in Scream. He climbs in the window. Um, the dad tries to come in and he's he's saying he heard something. And again, I find this funny. I find this whole movie hilarious. Cindy says no. And he goes, oh, maybe it's the crack I smoked earlier. <laughs> she goes, yeah, maybe it is. Like she's so nonchalant that he's like a massive, massive drug dealer. But I wanted to bring up, did you, did you, know, who, do you know who the dad is? No. But did you no, notice no, who he I've, is? No, but I've seen him before. He is the best friend of Tom Hanks in The Burbs. No way. Really? Yeah, wow. that's the same guy. It's the same guy. Oh, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I no, I recognize his I recognize his voice, but I didn't put two and two together. Um so anyway, he says, uh, what happens if the cops raid the place? And she goes, I never heard of you. Um <laughs> and to flush and to flush a stash, right? And she's so and he's like, Cool, yeah. Like they're both sort of like you're like, what the fuck is this relationship? So anyway, she turns around to Bobby. They start kissing. Um, I thought that you would like this bit when the Dawson's Creek music theme starts playing and then James Vanderbeek oh, appears yeah. in the window <laughs> and he Woo! says, oh, what wrong set? And I said, oh, my God, my soul is going to die over this. So anyway, that was the <laughs> first scene. Bobby leaves and that's the end of that. So tell me what you thought. I Well, first of all, the first two scenes of this movie is basically, well, not plagiarism, but it's pretty much... The original scream, so same for scene, yeah, yeah, it's the same, yeah, yeah scene for same. scene. So, so, um, I, you know, I really like this this scene because the fact that you said it, the fact that you know uh, Cindy is so you know nonchalant about her dad being a drug dealer and them being so comfortable with with each other, I thought was really cool. It was funny. I don't like the stupid ass boyfriend. Uh, I found him to be stupid. But when the Dawson, when the Dawson's Creek music starts playing, when they make out in the bed, I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, who's it gonna be? And when James pops up and he says wrong set, I lost it. That that <laughs> that has to be my fair part of this whole movie. That one yeah, moment, I know. I'm like, hell I yeah, know. hell yeah. I knew you'd die. <laughs> so uh, after that scene, we're at the school. And uh, everybody, it's 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 again, it's like from Scream. Everybody knows that 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 um, you know Carmen Electra's character has died. There's news vans. There's there's ambulance, not ambulances. There's like um, um, what is it like police and stuff. And here we meet my favorite character ever, Brenda, and her brother Shorty. Which I don't care for Shorty. Shorty's a bit of a pothead. I don't care about him. But Brenda, I absolutely fucking adore. So uh, one of my favorite scenes, Brenda meets up with Cindy and they see um, Buffy. So uh, <laughs> Buffy's, played by Sh- Buffy's played by Shannon Elizabeth and Brenda oh starts God. basically talking smack about, about Buffy, putting her down, saying she's a hoe, she doesn't love herself and all this shit. And then as soon as Buffy her, <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, hi. And they kiss, kiss, and, you know. And I just I find that funny because it's so true to what we us oh females do. It's so true. It's we will such... bitch about someone, and then the next day it's like a... we'll just hang out with them, like like we've not just fucking talk oh, shit about them. So like great. it's just as fucking like <laughs> it's that, so oh, it's God. so real. It's so and it's funny because this this movie was written by guys, and it's like they mm-hmm. just nailed that so fucking perfectly. So um, I love that scene. Uh, anything to say about that scene before I move on? Yeah, no, I really, I really love that scene because again, this movie so far is following the screen formula. You have the first two scenes with Casey, then you have Sydney, then you have the school. You know, you have the substitute for uh, for for Tatum. You know, so that's all great. But the thing that got me laughing was all these people are doing are they they're copying they're copying character names from things I love. Why are they doing this? But it's funny. Um, yeah. The fact, yeah, yeah. The, the fact that this bimbo girl is called Buffy, and the fact that when she first gets out of the car, she's all proper and put together, but the second her father goes away, she like rips off her clothes and she has all sexy shit under. That's pretty fucking cool. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I just, I just, yeah, I just found this, 
I just found uh, 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 that scene hilariously funny. I don't, I don't like Shorty either. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Marlon Wayans. Um, yeah, yeah, Marlon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever his name is. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of his. So uh, I like his older brother a little bit better. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, he was fine, but again, I thought this opening scene was funny because, it, like you said, the dialogue was right on point. What she did with the clothes and the fact that her name is Buffy, I just lost her <laughs> my shit. And uh, and and isn't and and isn't one of their other friends named Sarah or something or Geller or something like that? I don't know. I think yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to it. I don't yeah. know. So anyway, um, next up we meet another one of my favorite characters, Gail Hailstorm. <laughs> And she's doing a rip off. she's doing reporting. You, rip off, rip off. Well, I've, I've got, I'll stop. I'll that's, stop. That's the I'll point. Stop, that stop. is the point. Will, okay, okay. I will stop. I promise. <laughs> All right. So she's doing a, a press thing, a reporting thing, and she's standing in front of the camera. And she's and she's like surrounded by students, and one student is just being super fucking annoying. And so she just she has a gun by her side that you can't you can't see and then she just shoots him and then she just continues on <laughs> doing the reporting, which i thought which i always thought was funny uh, another news van is um uh he says uh reporting live for black tv white folks are dead and we're getting the fuck out of here <laughs> and they just like jump in the van van and like zoom off which i think is a really cute like short short little funny thing buffy mentions um them being interviewed she's like oh my god we should we should i want to be interviewed and then brenda says no they only want to interview the most ignorant person they can find and the next minute shorty is like oh my god i'm on tv i'm being interviewed (laughs) which i think is funny because he is stupid anyway that's that scene (laughs) see now you find it funny um that's that scene so what did you think about that scene before no um, i I was like no you know it's great with the with, with the with the uh with the caveat for gail you know, with her shooting the kid and, you know, and then Buffy saying, oh, all they want to do is talk to the most ignorant person in the room. And then it shifted over to Shorty. It's really great. The next scene is we meet three more characters. We meet Ray, we meet Greg, and we meet Heather. Um, Heather's a really underutilized character, I think. She's only in a few scenes, but the scenes she is in, she steals that shit. So anyway, um, they're standing, Ray and Greg are standing by the lockers and Ray asks about his, um, uh, we call it a singlet, a uh, wife beater, <laughs> I think you call it. You call it. And he's, it's a yellow one. And he's like, does this make me look gay? And Greg's like, no. And then he puts it, he puts it, he ties it in a way that, that looks very, very not straight. <laughs> and he's like, does it make me look gay now? And Greg's like, no. He's like, oh, okay, cool. And throughout the entire uh, movie, it's just this undertone of him being gay, <laughs> but it's very subtle. Sometimes, well, sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it's not. Uh, we get Heather. Heather comes into it now, just for a second, and she's giving out flyers for the elections. Uh, Buffy, Brenda, and Cindy walk by, and they're kind of bitching about Heather like she's an idiot. And Greg, um, he clearly has anger issues because he 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 starts pounding on the freaking the the lockers. And he says, I just got my report card. And the report card says basically it's stamped with dumbass. But I find it funny because on his report card, the high school is actually called B.A. Corpse High School, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. I don't know if you caught that, but that's what the high school name was. Anyway, that's that scene. Let me know. Uh, it was funny. I found the, 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 the one character who was supposed to be gay with the, with the tank top, with the yellow tank top. I found that character to be like really fucking annoying throughout the whole movie. I'm like, guys, you know what? This is just... Yeah, look, he wasn't the best Whatever. character. The fact that he had dumbass on the thing was was really cool. I didn't catch the name of the high school, so that was a good catch on your part. But again, it was a good scene. Yeah, it was okay. So the next scene is another one scene taken out of Scream. Bum, bum, bum. I know you're going to be like, they stole that. But yes, yes, they did. They steal. They stole everything in this movie. They're crooks. So they're all sitting at the They should pay Kevin. Like they do. They're crooks. They're crooks. They are crooks. <laughs> They probably did pay him. They're, they probably did. But they did get a payment. Also, also. I mean, they would have to. They would. I mean, uh, well, maybe. Also, also, yeah. I, I have to mention, this movie is produced by the same studio that produces yeah. Scream. So, you're like, yeah. you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, they're all sitting around the fountain, like, a la Scream. And 
uh, Ray tells Ray tells Brenda that he'd like to get into her pants, and then he says, "What size are those?" And she, the actress that Regina Hall that plays Brenda, her facial expressions in this movie is just like. It doesn't even matter what anybody is saying. I always look at Regina Hall because she's just so fucking funny. I've never seen her in anything else. Like, she's in all the scary movies. Uh, I think... How many no, are there? I think there? she's in all of them. How many are there? There's... Uh, oh, no. I know she's in the first five? four because Anna Faris is in the first four. But I think there's five, five or six. Oh, wow. After that, Cindy mentions that Drew, which is Carmen Electra's character... Uh, got killed one year after they killed that guy. Oh, really? So now we go oh, into an fuck. Original what, summer what are they going to do? Good God. Good on them. Originality. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. So then we go back. So now we go back and they're all in the car oh. and it's the same scene from I Know What You Did Last Summer. They're Boo. racing down the road. They're drinking. They're driving. <laughs> they hit. This is a spoof I know. Movie. I know. I know. Guy, it's guys, supposed guys, to be this guys. way. Didn't you say I'll never bring it up no, again? Okay. I thought, didn't you just say five minutes? I'll never bring it up again. Guys, okay. I did say. You can't be trusted. No, 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 you cannot <laughs> be trusted. Okay. Okay. I can't be trusted. But listen, I'm. It, it's not like I'm joshing on the movie. I'm having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, they they hit someone. They hit someone on the road, just like I know what you did last summer. And then they get out, and Shannon Liz Buffy finds a boot, and she goes, "Oh my god, we hit a boot!" Which I always find funny. I don't know why. I just always find <laughs> it's funny stupid. because it's just so stupid. It's stupid. And then and then they spot the the body of the guy that they hit, and they're all arguing what what to do with the body. And then the the guy that they hit, he just sits up. And he's like, oh, no, I'm fine. And they're like, oh, but they don't see him, right? Because they're too busy arguing. And they're like, we need to dump his body in the river. And he's like, no, there's no need for that. Like, I'm totally fine. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. And then Greg, he's got a bottle, a bottle of um, Jack Daniels. He tosses it over his shoulder and it hits the guy in the head and the guy passes out. And so they turn around and grab his body, unbeknownst to them that he was just up like two seconds ago. And then they put him um, in the trunk. They go to the docks. They dump the body in the water. And you know what? That scene, I feel really, really sorry for the stunt guy that had to be thrown into that dirty, disgusting, cold water at night. I know they get paid well, but that just, I felt that. I felt that stunt guy's body hitting the gross, freezing water at night. And all he was wearing was like um, a top and some shorts. And it was just like, oh, God. Anyway, so they put his body in the water. um, And um, that's it. That's the end of that scene. What say you? Yeah, I I I I really like the scene because the guy who plays um oh what's his name in that goddamn I uh, know what you did last summer G- uh, Gary uh no Barry thank you good God I remember his name Barry when he when he when he goes through the sunroof of the car uh the the fucker who's driving the car loses control of the car because he wants basically Sydney or or the character for Sydney in this movie to give him a blowjob he loses control of the car. And the fucking guy who is supposed yeah. to be playing Barry gets hit by a, a bunch of tree trunks and then he gets attacked by the like trees, a yeah. like a beehive. And when that happened, yeah, yeah, when yeah. that happened, I was on the floor laughing because I I couldn't stop laughing how much this motherfucking guy was getting hit on the roof of the car. Um <laughs> I you know, you know, yeah, yeah. I you know, I did find it funny like you when they found the boot and the fact that that guy yeah. did get up. Like you, I did feel sad that he had to get thrown into the river only wearing a fisherman slicker. Yeah. So I was like, God, you know what? I hope they paid that guy well. But again, this scene is okay. Um, so the next short scene is we're with uh, Gail Howstorm, and she's trying to talk to the police and they won't help her. And she's just basically like, who do I have to screw around here to get a story? And then she sees we meet Special Officer Doofy. Oh. <laughs> now, I know okay. you're going to have a big problem oh, with okay. this because you're like, oh. it's fucking Dewey. No, okay. I, know. No, no. I know there's okay. going to be Hold trigger up. points. This guy, th- I seriously had a problem with this because this man. I know. Look, it's, <laughs> it's, it, the, the fact that he's Dewey pissed me off. But here, the, 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 the other thing that really made me upset is that it really bothered me because it it, it kind of made me feel like they were making fun of this of um of retarded people. So I was like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this because he just, I mean, he looked the 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 character to me was like, are they trying to say that this guy is supposed to be like physically, uh, mentally ill or something, or just fucking so stupid? Like I don't like 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 his character. He so. No, he was supposed to, he was supposed to be um 
are mentally disabled, right? Okay. Um, but there was a scene later on where he was in the the police station, and and the police officer actually says like, "You can go back to your." I think it was he said something, right? So. I don't know if this is the same. We have a program in Australia where we hire mentally disabled people to, like corporations do and companies do. Yeah. So we hire them to do um, a specific job to get them out of the house, to get them doing something, to get their brains working, yeah. to get them to yeah. interact with people. We have that here that, too. Right? So I would assume, uh, yeah. So I don't see it as making fun because they don't pay him or anything. They don't share anything with them. He's just, he's there as probably a part of a program. The next scene is we're in the classroom, and I always find this scene funny. There's a teacher. She's holding a baby, yeah. uh, and she gives it to one of the boys, and that's the baby's dad. And then she looks at the other, like, uh, they're like 16-year-old boys. She looks at another 16-year-old boy, and she's like, I'll see you after class, which, again, I find funny. I, uh, this movie would never be made today because people are fucking snowflakes. No, it's funny as hell. I think it's funny. It's funny as hell. Cause, cause, it's hilarious, cause, right? Yeah, because essentially what she is is she's a big, she, she's a big, um, she's a big cougar. That's essentially what she is. That's, and that's the funny part. Yeah, she's a cougar. Yeah, that's yeah. the funny part. So she asks if anyone wants to do their presentation. Heather raises her hand very, very insistently, and the teacher is just like, "Fuck, is there anyone else?" <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "All right, Heather." Like she, like she clearly fucking hates Heather. Heather. Like this this actress playing this teacher is so funny. All right, Heather. Um. So the teacher fucking clearly hates her, and then the teacher. So. Heather starts saying her presentation. The teacher lights up a cigarette in the classroom, oh which I God. find really funny. <laughs> like, she just does not want to fucking be there. Um, and Cindy is in the class, and she looks out the window, and she sees Ghostface standing there looking at her, and she she looks away. And when as she looks away, Ghostface runs and hides behind a tree, and then she looks back, and Ghostface is gone. And she sees a note on the table she opens it up and it says i know what you did last halloween and and she starts thinking of this romantic trip that her and her boyfriend had this this fucking sexualized picnic that they had and then there's another note there and she opens it up and it says no bitch the guy the guy you killed (laughs) which i think is funny and then and then the teacher the teacher is so fed up with heather she just says shut the fuck up and she just pushes her over (laughs) And and i find that hilarious I, I find that whole scene funny. And by the way, the Cindy thing looking out the window, that was a homage to uh, clearly Halloween I know, I know. when Laurie Schrode looks out I the know, window. I know, I was going to say that. Yeah, so yeah. So go for it, go for it. Yeah, no, I thought this I thought this scene was hilarious because like you said, this scene would not happen today because like I said, the teacher is essentially a cougar and the way that the teacher treats the student in this scene is completely improper but again it wouldn't happen today because the teacher smokes she hates her student and she pushes her her student at the very end and like dean just said the homage to halloween with ghostface out the window was just great so this scene was 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 aces but the next scene is uh greg is working out just like the scene from i know it did last summer where barry is working out at the gym he's he's punching the punching the bag and he goes to his locker and there's nobody else in there And there's a Polaroid sticking out, and it's of a man from the lower half with, like, the tiniest penis you've ever seen, and it says, I know. And so he, Greg, gets the shits. He gets pissed, and he says, he says, a small dick is like a disability, (laughs) and he's pissed off. (laughs) And I was like, that's quite, that's quite funny because i feel like for a guy if they had a, a little itty bitty penis um it, it kind of would be like a disability <laughs> but anyway what say you about that the only, the only thing i'll say about that i'll say one word and then we're going to move on i will say amen amen to that amen to that brother. <laughs> yeah. amen to yeah. that because i because i do believe that so next uh greg confronts the others they're sitting in front of the fountain he confronts them who sent me this he he shows the photo to everyone and everyone starts pissing themselves and they're like yeah he was like it was cold in the shower (laughs) it's not that cold so cindy cindy says oh don't worry i got a note too and then she brings up like maybe we should go to the police and then Greg, again, this movie would never be made now, proceeds to beat her, but not, but in a funny, I don't know, in a funny way. Like, it's not like, it's not like when you see, like, fights in movies now between a man and a woman and a man's just, like, beating the shit out of her and you're like, oh, that's not good. Like, it's a fu- it's a funny, it's comedic, it's, it's over the top. So he starts to beat her up saying, 
He yeah, starts beating her up and then he does like this like WWF move on her on the ground. <laughs> and everybody's just standing around watching. She's like, We're not going to the police. <laughs> so anyway, that's that stupid. scene. Any thoughts? It's just I just thought I just thought it was it's stupid. Just so fu- Funny, yeah, but it's stupid. It's so fucking stupid. Like like what does he think? But it's just so fucking stupid. Like like why is he gonna kick the shit out of this poor woman just because she says that they're not gonna go to the police station? Because guess what? If you have the majority Everybody's going to police. Everybody's going to the police station. It doesn't matter what one person says. Majority rules, right? I know, I know, I know. But he's just, um, he's just, uh, he's got anger management yeah, right? issues, kind of like how Barry did, but like on an accelerated. Yeah, like, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, but Barry had anger management issues. But when shit hit the fan, I think Barry sort of, sort of quashed that and dealt with the problem. True, but in this movie, because it's a spoof, everything's heightened. Right, right, right. So they've taken Barry and they've made him 20,000 times yeah, worse. Yeah. So like everything everything makes him want to punch something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the next scene, we're at a teen beauty pageant, just like in I know you did last summer, and Buffy is a contestant. I don't know if you read what her sachet said around her, her body. Did you no, notice no, what I didn't read what the sachet what said? Okay, so all, all the contestants had a, a sa- sachet, a sash on. And hers one says uh, said Miss Felatio. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Which I don't know if many people actually like realize. But, and there's like a, there's like another girl behind it. It's like Miss Cunnilingus. Like I'm not kidding. Go back and have a look at the sashes. <laughs> They're all really fucked. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. But I thought her oh, was just quite funny. So anyway, the the presenter says, you know. Um, what's your skill? And she's like, I will be doing a dramatic read. <laughs> so um, just like in, I know what you did last summer, Greg is watching her from That's the balcony and then Buffy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So um, Buffy, you know, turns around. She's starting to do her dramatic reading. She looks up and at Greg and Ghostface is behind him and she starts going, oh, my God, behind you, Greg, behind you, right? And she starts crying and screaming and everyone's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. That's, like, so good. <laughs> um, everyone thinks she's just acting, but she's actually watching Greg um, being killed, exactly like I know he did last summer. And she she runs off stage and then someone says to her, oh, my God, Buffy, you have to go back out. She's like, oh, my God, no, Greg, he's dead. And they go, no, you won. And she's like, I won? wait a minute, I won? And then Cindy's there. She's like, what about Greg? She's like, no, fuck Greg, I won. <laughs> she just goes back on the stage. Uh, that's, that, oh that is that God. scene. What are your thoughts? I, I, I like that no, scene. I, I, I mean, like that scene. I mean, I like that scene quite a lot. Again, because of the parallels to I Know What You Did Last Summer. I love what it says on the sashes. Mm. I did, I did, I, unfortunately, when I watched the film in preparation for this conversation, that sort of went off, you know, went by the wayside. But the fact that I know a little bit about what's on the sashes makes it seem better and also i really like how she said she's gonna do a dramatic reading and then we have the substitute for barry getting murdered in the balcony and i love how everybody thinks that her dramatic reading is just a dramatic reading but when she's reacting she's she's reacting she's reacting to the barry substitute getting murdered yeah 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 uh, so moving on, we've got we've got Buffy, Bobby, and Sid- Cindy, and they're backstage where the pageant is, and they're trying to figure out where Greg is. They can't find him, and so they're they're going, "Oh, where could he be? I don't know." And then behind them, Ghostface is mopping up blood, and then he's dragging Greg's so, body in the garbage so bag. Funny. And is, they're so like, funny. "Well, I well we don't that know. Is, well, we don't know where to look for that him. That is so. <laughs> we don't know that where is he is. So funny. It's so funny. I went uh, thoughts. Yeah, when that thing came up, and they're all talking about where to find Greg. And then in the background, or or in the, or, you know, in the very background, you see Ghostface mopping up and then dragging the body that he's already wrapped in plastic. I lost my <laughs> shit. I found that so funny, cause he's cause he's right there. Yeah. So um, Cindy's at home uh, after this, and she gets a phone call from Ghostface, <laughs> and he says he's in the house, and she freaks out, and she goes into the living room. Another one of my favorite scenes. She goes into the living room. And she's she's scouring the living room. She sees Ghostface and he's kneeling behind the couch. And she says, you're behind the couch. And he's like, what? And she goes, yeah, I can see your feet. And he's like, oh, fuck. Just t- t- turn around. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. <laughs> so, so he gets up and she's like, he's like, turn around. So she, so she, she turns around. And, and then he's trying to hide under the rug. And he's like, no, no. And then he decides to hide behind the curtain. And he's like, yeah, I can hide behind the curtain. But you can still see him. 
And then he's like, can you see where I am now? And she's like, no, Mr. Ghostface, I can't see where you are. (laughs) And then um, Ghostface uh, chases her. She races upstairs, which is like, it's the widest staircase I've ever seen because this is supposed to be her house. And the staircase is so wide because Ghostface is chasing her up the stairs. She throws a bike at him. She throws a grandma at him. She throws a uh, piano, p- piano that, down the stairs at the, him. That's why the stairs are so wide. Because she doesn't throw a fucking piano. Yeah. But, she had to play but, piano, but, yeah. But I, but I just want to mention, before she races up the stairs, she does like a Matrix move and she kicks Ghostface in the head, which which I found really funny. Is that then? I, or is that I later? I, no, is, is it then or is it later on? I can't, I, no, I, no, I think it's later on. I think it. Yeah, it's, it's later. later. It's but later. Uh, once again, you've jumped, yes, the gun. I've jumped the gun. But I do want to. I, yeah, <laughs> but I do want to mention. It's funny seeing Ghostface have the hook from "I Know What You Did Last Summer" because he doesn't have. I mean, in the first scene when he killed the substitute for Casey Becker, he had his traditional knife. But in this scene, he has the hook from "I Know What You Did Last Summer," and I'm like. Yeah, he goes from knife to hook to knife. Yeah, to hook. I'm like, is that very efficient? I would like go with the knife, but you know, <laughs> you know, no, because it's just supposed to be yeah, done. It's supposed to be done. It's not efficient at all. But I also, I love this. I, I absolutely, I absolutely lost my shit when she throws her grandmother down the stairs, and her grandmother gets her <laughs> grandmother a couple of seconds later gets whacked with the piano. I lost my shit. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> So anyway, she races upstairs. She races into her room. She she gets on her computer on nine one one, and she goes, "White woman in trouble." And then literally next minute, the police show up within two seconds, which I find hilarious. White woman in trouble. So the cop shows up immediately. Bobby comes in through the window. He drops a phone, a glove, and a knife. <laughs> so it's like, could you be more obvious? Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's that's that yeah. scene. So yeah, what's it? It's it's a really cool scene. It's very similar to. The scene where Sydney got attacked and screamed, she went up the stairs. And oh, she, yes. It's a and set. she dialed yeah. out to 911. Yeah. You know, the substitute for Billy came in through the window. You know, Billy drops the phone, but this idiot drops the phone, the knife, and the gloves. Dead to rights. Next scene. It was mm. really good. Next up, Cindy's at the police station, and it's such a bizarre scene. This is why at the beginning I was like, this movie, none of this movie makes sense. So the officer hands her a folder and starts to show her photos of him doing sexy poses in oh, underwear. <laughs> so stupid. And he's like, oh. so, uh, so what do you think? And she's, and she's like, no, no. And he's like, what about that one? She's like, no. He's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, okay, cool. And But so the reason I like that scene, it makes no sense, but he's so serious. Yeah. And he, it's like this is his job. It's, it's like he's showing her pictures of, of, of like a crime scene. <laughs> And she's just like going with it, like, oh no, no, no. Like it's not, it's not weird, it's not awkward. It's just they play it um, straight, straight, which which I like, which makes it funny because they play it straight. Um, so, but the scene didn't need to be in there. It served no purpose. It did not need to be in there. It could have been taken out. So anyway, next up, we're with one of my favorite characters, other than Brenda Gale, Gail Hailstorm. She's outside the police station, just like Gail was in Scream. And she's berating her ca- poor, this poor cameraman. She keeps yelling at him, right? <laughs> and I love this scene. And then she starts, you know, reporting. And he bumps into her. Like, we've got the camera view. He bumps into her. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? And and he stepped on her shoes. And she just goes off on him. And she's like, why don't you step on my shoes? And the cameraman's like, because Gal wears Prada shoes. <laughs> Gal's like, yeah, stop fucking stepping on my shoes. So anyway. Cindy comes out. She beckons him. She goes, come on, come on, come on. Cindy comes out. And the first thing she says is, Cindy, your ass looks fat. (laughs) Cindy turns around and punches her. And then Gail goes down and Gail stands up and she goes, who copped a feel? (laughs) And then the cameraman goes, it was me. I only touched the top of the breast. It just looks so nice. And she was like, shut up. I don't want to hear anything else. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, I, anyway, I love that scene. Uh, just, go for it. I love just, that scene. It's just so great because again, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's an homage to the first scream when Sydney comes out and whacks Gil in the head. But this scene is so much harder because we made the joke about the Prada shoes, and you make the joke about her copy, her cameraman copying a feel. I thought it was great, absolutely great. So now uh, we're at the uh, girls' locker room at school, and the coach walks in. Again, this movie would never be allowed to be, be made now. The coach's name is Miss Man, and it is obviously transvestite, transgender, I don't know. 
but it's it's I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was never really officially addressed. It's just the name is Miss Man. So the coach comes in and Cindy goes uh to Miss Man's office and uh Miss Man is wearing um a tight shirt and a really short kind of mini skirt. And she, Miss Man, opens her legs and a ball sack falls out and is just dangling between her legs. And Cindy's sitting there like, um, I'm going to go now. Now, listen, this scene did not need to be in there because the coach, Miss Man, had nothing to do with anything and the coach didn't come back again in the story. Like, if they had introduced the coach earlier and it was, like, one of the suspects for the killings, I understand, but that scene didn't make sense in the overall, like, what they were trying to do, I thought. No, this scene was uh, completely unnecessary, kind of disgusting, and just didn't need to be in there at all. No. I I never liked it. I, don't, I didn't think it was funny. Um, yeah. So, moving on from that disaster, uh, Buffy's in the locker room, alone, and she's grabbing her things, and Ghostface steps out, and Buffy thinks it's a joke. And so she's like, oh, you're going to stab me? You're going to stab me? And so he does. And then she's like, oh, my God, you stabbed me. And Ghostface is like, what? And she doesn't she doesn't care. And then she's like, oh, is this the part where I, like, break my leg? And he's like, and Ghostface is like, um, I, um. And then she, like, goes and breaks her leg. And it's just fucking <laughs> gross. And she's like, there you go. I broke my leg. <laughs> and you're just watching it like this woman's, like, psychopath. And so Ghostface is just fed up. Because so, she's, like, running around going, ah, Mr. Ghostface, I'm... Like, she just thinks it's a joke. So he chops her head off and she's still talking. <laughs> yeah, he put the... I mean, I think I think everybody... He puts her in the list <laughs> and she's still talking. Thing. He's like, yeah, I don't want to deal with this. And she's still talking. Like, I think everybody on the planet can relate to knowing someone that even if they die, they will still continue talking. <laughs> like someone that just just does not shut oh, yeah. up. Like even when her head was severed, she's still fucking yeah. talking. I think everybody can knows a person like that. But anyway, what yeah, say you no, about no, no, no. That scene, that scene I, I thought was really well. I mean, when she broke her own leg, that was disgusting. But when Ghostface or or, or <laughs> Discount Ghostface for that matter chopped off her head. And yeah. she still talked, and he went to go put her off in the lost and found. And she was still talking. I found it to be hilarious because we all know mm. people like that where we just have them in our lives. And for every goddamn day when we talk to them, we just want to – we get to a point in the conversation where we're, we just want to fucking grab them and say, shut the fuck up. But we don't because we want to be nice. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. you know, it, it, was, it was a good scene. It was a good scene. So we move on now and there's a there's a guy on the roof and he wants to jump. He's like, fuck this school. I hate these fucking kids. Like, He's clearly a teacher, doesn't want to be a teacher anymore. Cindy comes out of the building with um, Ray, uh, Brenda and Bobby and they're trying to figure out what to do and, and Cindy doesn't know what to do so she does that iconic Jennifer Love Hewitt scene. What are you waiting for, huh? You know, when she's like turning around with her arms stretched out and then the guy at the roof, she doesn't realize there's a guy standing up there and he's like, what am I waiting for? What am I waiting for? And then he just jumps off and Cindy's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and that was that. That was that scene. Yeah, um, I mean, it was it was good. I mean, I, I, I mean this, is, this is obvious, but I'm going to say it anyway because it kind of bugged the shit out of me. Uh, Sydney LaFew did it way better. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Who? Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. Sin- you say yes, Cindy LaFew? Jennifer LaFew. Uh, <laughs> of course she did. Jennifer, Jennifer LaFew kicked the shit out of that scene, but it was still funny. It was still funny because you had the substitute for for uh, for for Principal Henry jumping off to his death. I thought I, I thought I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Yeah. So we move on to a short scene with Brenda and Ray and uh, they're in his room, they're kissing and she and he goes, um, you know, can you put on my uniform? And she's like, oh, yeah, like she's get, she's, oh, yeah, this is sexy. So she puts on his his um football uniform. So she's got his shirt on, she puts the pants on. He's like, yeah, yeah. So he hands her the, the um, what is it called? Uh, the, the shoulder, shoulder pads. pads. And she's like, what? <laughs> her face is so funny. And she's like, really? It's like, yeah, put it on. It's sexy. So she puts it on. He's like, put the helmet on. And she's like, what? <laughs> so she puts the helmet on. She's like, is this what you want? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
she jumps on the bed and she's just really I again I love Regina Hall in this scene because she her acting is just like she goes along with it but you can see like what the fuck is going on but like I'll go along with it but I don't know what's going on so anyway it's another subtle gay thing from Ray even though I'm not a huge Ray fan but I I did like I did find that funny just because of Regina Hall's acting what's it yeah I'm like I didn't I didn't really like to see either I thought it was kind of useless because I again I don't like the Ray yeah again I don't like the Ray character I don't I don't because I don't find his his big thing that he's supposed to be gay kind of funny like I I'm like just what whatever yeah but you know I you know it was fine so we move on. We're with Gail Hailstorm now, reporting from a, a, a lover's lookout at night, and she finds she goes, "Oh, look! There's there's a there's lovers in a car now." So she sees Heather in the car, and she says, um, "Who are you here with?" And Heather says, "That's my boyfriend. He went to check out a noise, but that was ages ago." And so Gail says, "Well, you know, he's probably been murdered." And Heather's like, "What? No way! Like they just don't. They so don't care in this movie, which I find funny because it's a comedy movie." Anyway, Ghostface shows up. Pulls Heather out of the car. Gail says, keep filming, keep fu- filming. Like, oh, Ghostface. Excuse me. Gail is trying I, to report. He's trying to, she's trying to get I, shit I, from I, Ghostface. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go in a second. Yeah, yeah. But I found this scene hilariously yeah. absurd. Because Gail, I mean, sorry, sorry, sorry. Not oh, Gail, uh, yeah. whatever, whatever her goddamn <laughs> name is. She's standing there. Yeah, Gail. Gail, yeah, Gail. Gail is standing there. Gail is standing there <laughs> watching this poor woman getting murdered, and all she cares about is reporting. I mean, come on! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she's still reporting, and Ghostface kills Heather, throws her to the ground, and Ghostface says, "Get the camera out of my face! I'm just trying to do a job, man." <laughs> and then he starts chasing her through the woods, and then we have the iconic Blair Witch scene. So what say yeah, you about I, that? Yeah, you know what? I thought, you know, I thought when she starts running into the woods, I thought she was going to die. But the fact that it went right over to the Blair Witch, I thought was really cool. The Blair Witch, well, yeah. the, the original Blair Witch movie is, is still one of those movies that when I watched growing up as a kid, that might surprise you. It scared the holy mm. fucking shit out of me. Even, even, even when I watch it today, it still, it still scares the holy fucking shit out of me so i was really happy that they that they sort of yeah. gave it a tip of the cap in this movie yeah so moving on um this is another one of my favorite scenes and i remember in the cinema i was pissing myself laughing we are with brenda and ray at the movies and it's a uh-huh. homage to scream 2 yep. with omar Epps yep. and jenny pickett smith when they go to the movies and so they sit in the movies and um he uh, Ray asks Brenda, do you want some popcorn? She goes, no, I brought food. And then she takes out this whole Tupperware container. It's got tin foil in it. She's got hot sauce. And she's like, what the fuck? She's brought like a whole home-cooked meal to the movies. Ray goes, I just got to the bathroom. He goes in the stall. It's the same scene as Scream 2. He hears start muttering in the, the other hall, um, the other stall. And then um, a penis comes through um, the hole and like through his ears. <laughs> I don't know why it was a penis, but whatever. Um so we're back with Brenda, and she's being super. I hate people annoying, like this in the movie theater. But hilariously annoying. Uh, everybody does though, which is why the scene works. She's yelling at the character. They're watching Shakespeare in Love. She's yelling at the characters in the movie. She's telling them what to do. She's telling them where to go. The other people are starting to get pissed the fuck off. They're saying to shh her, and so Brenda's like shh you, shh back at you. <laughs> and I'm just like fucking hell. She pulls out a camcorder and starts filming oh the my movie. God. <laughs> Um, and then her phone rings and everybody in the cinema is like, oh my God. So she picks it up. She's like, hello. Yeah. I'm just watching Shakespeare and oh love. <laughs> like everybody's like, fuck? shut up. Um, oh my God. Everyone in the cinema is just getting the shit. Um, he comes back in the mask. I don't know. Well, he comes back in the mask and he's, he's just about to stab her. When the audience gets so fed up with her at- antics, they start stabbing her. <laughs> so the, so the, this old lady gets up and stabs her. The guy behind her stabs her. It's like, you ruined this movie and you ruined that movie. <laughs> and, then, and then she actually does it really, really well. She does the basically um, count for count the same move. Um, that Jade, she must have watched that Jada Pinkett Smith scene so many times. She did it perfectly. She did when she went up, and she leaned back, her head was cocked a certain way. Like it was, 
it was yeah the scream same yep. pitch yeah, same it was, oh, it was beautiful it was beautiful 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 so anyway after that she's dead in front of the screen and then everybody sits down and just continues yeah, and to also, watch the movie. Also, yeah, I don't also, even care that also, she's dead I love Ghostface that he's sitting sort of toward the front and he's got his legs like like sprawled out against two seats yeah because he's <laughs> yeah. like I didn't even have to do anything <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I, thoughts. thoughts. I you absolutely like, I love, love everything about the everything about that scene in the movie theater. But I did not love the homage to the opening of screen two when he goes into the bathroom, and you know, and the fact that a dick came out of it, I just found disgusting. I was like, uh, whatever. So mm-hmm. everything, yeah, so yeah, everything that about that scene, everything in the movie theater, excellent. The stuff in the bathroom, get rid of. So uh, we're at Cindy's house. There's a party going on. She's having a party. <clears throat> and um, a girl goes to get beer from the basement. And now we have that iconic um, Tatum. I want to be in the sequel, Mr. Ghostface. Sorry. It's good. Sorry. Um, I want because... to be in the sequel, Mr. Ghostface. Sorry. So anyway, she goes to get beer. Ghostface shows up. And she's a, quite a bigger yep. woman. And so she's trying to get away from him and she tries to fit through the doggy door in the in the the garage door. But it's funny because she try she tries, but the doggy door is only fit for not even a big dog, like a little dog, like a chihuahua. And she's putting her leg through and then she's putting her head through. I'm like, why are you trying this? Why do you keep trying to do this? And then Ghostface puts the puts the garage door on and it lifts her up. You know, it would never lift her up. Uh, but anyway, it lifts her up um, and then crashes her back down and she's she, di- she dies. She's dead. So that's that. I don't know. Look, I liked it because it was a homage, but I don't know if we necessarily needed it, especially because it was with a character that we yeah, don't know. Yeah, we didn't. Oh, look, look, it was, it was a good scene because like you just said, it pays homage, but we didn't really need it. Yeah. So um, Cindy and Bobby are in the bedroom. There's a party going on downstairs. Uh, and they look. I, I just wrote down. They have scary movie sex. It's scary movie sex. It's not normal. It's weird. Um, I'm not going to go through it. It's just scary movie sex. Um, so afterwards, the ghost face. Um, uh, so they're getting dressed, and S- Cindy still kind of thinks Bobby has something to do with it. And then Ghostface comes in, um, and after they've they've dressed and stabs Bobby, and Cindy runs downstairs and grabs a gun. I thought it was funny because there was a party there two seconds ago, and now the house is like there's nobody no, in the house. I would, no, I you know I no, but <laughs> and the there's no was, mess. I assumed it was like hours later, and somebody must have cleaned up. Yeah, that uh, doesn't happen at parties. Know. So anyway, nobody's there. Bobby comes down the stairs, asks for the gun. You know, she thinks he's hurt. She thinks he's stabbed. She gives it, and then Bobby reveals he's the killer. Obviously, dun, dun, I'll dun. scream. Shorty steps out. Supposed to be Randing. Bobby mm. shoots him. Um, and then Ray comes out as the other killer. So, yeah. What say you? Oh, you know what? All I kept, all, yeah, listen, listen. <laughs> all I kept thinking throughout this scene was like, oh, Billy and Stu did it better, you hacks. Yeah, but here, but clearly, look, this scene was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Um, so they, they corner, Ray and Bobby corner Cindy in the kitchen. They bring her dad out, like Scream. Bobby says, Bobby says him and Gay, if you didn't already know, uh, me and Gay, me and Ray, we're gay. And Ray says, I ain't gay. (laughs) And you're like sitting there like, wait a minute, this whole movie, there's been undertones. And Bobby goes, no, what about when you took me to San Francisco? And he's like, yeah, I like the shopping. And like, what about when you did this? What about when you did that? He's like, no. And he's like coming up with like all these things like, yeah, I'm not gay. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I like the fact that there were all these undertones, but then at the end he was like, what? gay (laughs) that was funny but i guess the reason i like it is because i think it's trying to make a point that guys can like things that are not masculine and they don't have to be gay so i like that they i like that they did that because you know he liked um you know raining men or like show tunes do you know what i mean doesn't mean that you're gay just because you like upbeat fun music doesn't you know what i mean so like all these things in the movie this this the movie that were like oh he's because he never said it nobody said it but in your mind you're like oh he's clearly gay but at the end he's like he's not and you're like oh so a masculine man can actually like all these things and be straight so i like that they yeah i mean look i I did not i I did not like his character because i thought they were overly overtly bashing the gay thing over the head oh yeah but with what they did with it at the end basically saying look a, a straight 
masculine killer guy can like show tunes, can like all this stuff that a general, uh, uh, a quote unquote gay man would like, but not be gay. I was like, you know what? That makes sense because I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you how much crap I get for my favorite show being well, for my favorite show of all time being Dawson's Creek. Right. I got a lot of people saying to me, you're gay because you like Dawson's Creek or, or you're gay. No, no, no. No, Bullshit. Or, Or, uh, who says this? Who says no, this? I'm not, Idiots. I'm not what the I fuck? Get, I, the, the, the other thing I get was like, "Oh, you're gay because you like musicals," and I'm like, "Really, motherfucker?" Yeah, yeah. please. But you know please. what? But you know no, what? I, like you said, I I really like that they took this annoying thing that I sort of had throughout the whole movie, and then they paid it off in a really interesting way, trying to say something. So we get to the whole stabbing scene where, like, they're trying to stab each other, and Ray starts. Ray stabs Bobby, and then Bobby says, okay, I'll stab you. And Ray's like, yeah, that's you're not stabbing me, <laughs> which I thought was funny. It's like, when did we agree I was going to get fucking stabbed? Ghostface uh, appears uh, behind Ray and kills him, and then Ghostface chases Cindy, and then okay. they do the Matrix okay. thing. This is the Matrix thing. Um, and if you don't know what the Matrix thing is, watch the movie. They just do moves from the Matrix, which I thought was really – when I saw it in the cinema, I didn't know they were going to do that. And this was ju- – this was, I think, Matrix came out in 99, I think. And so yeah, this yeah, came this, out a yeah, year yeah, after. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm sorry. The original – sorry about that. The original Matrix came out in 99, yes. Right. So I saw that at the cinema and then I saw this and I was not expecting them to do this. So when they did this, I was like, Fuck. I've only seen this one other time in The Matrix. <laughs> it was really cool. I love The Matrix thing. So anyway, the cops come. Um, so, so, so sorry. There's a there's a fight between Ghostface and Cindy. Ghostface basically uh, gets smashed outside, out the window, out the front. The cops come. Cindy comes out. The co- Cindy comes out. The body's not there anymore. She says, "Fuck the killer's gone." Um, she's with her dad, and the dad says. Um, the sick fuck, he planted drugs, like, oh all, over the, all over the house. And Cindy's like, Dad, like, uh, oh, my God. He doesn't show up much, but when he no, shows like, up, no, it's fucking no, funny. Like, um, so, anyway, that's no, that like scene. Sydney's dad, because Sydney's dad in the original Scream just shows up twice in the original movie, and that's it. And then, and then, and then the next time we see mm. him is in Scream 3, years later. I know, but I yes. yeah, look, look, yes. look. I thought, I, I thought this this scene was great. The whole thing about what they tried to say about one of the killers when Ghostface showed up and had the final confrontation with the final girl. This movie, the Matrix move, the dad coming mm-hmm. at the end trying to explain the drugs to the cops. I thought it was cool. Yeah. So uh, we're with Cindy at the cop station. We're trying to figure out who the killer is. And then the cop says it's got to be someone who can move around without being noticed. And then it dawns on Sydney. It's on on Sid, Sid. Oh my God, Cindy, Cindy and Sydney. is fucking me up. No, but it's too close. No, but and now I don't know what to do. Why do you think I've been calling uh, uh, Cindy Sydney this whole time? Because I can't do it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. know. It's too similar. Uh, It dawns on Cindy that the killer is Doofy. Oh my God! And we the next. I love that. See. See, this is what you always wanted. Someone that was uh, disabled right, to right. be a serial killer. Right, sort, <laughs> sort of. of. <laughs> you sort kind of, of got your wish. Of. Kind of. So now we get a homage to um, a great movie, The oh, Usual yeah. Suspects. Um, Kaiser Soze. So Woo! that was fucking awesome. Yeah, if you haven't seen that movie, oh, go see so it. Usual great, Suspects man. is awesome. Um, and then Doofy, we the camera pans up. Doofy rips off his sh- police shirt. He rips off his mustache. He's got his hair slicked back. He's quite good looking. He jumps, uh, a, a convertible um, drives up. He jumps into it. Gail is driving. He kisses her. They drive off. Um, and he drops his backpack out the window. Cindy and the policeman grab it, and it's got the mask and the knife in it. And Cindy, Cindy starts screaming in the middle of the road, and then she gets hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And that's it. No, actually, you know what? I, 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 I kind of. At first, I was kind of like boo, but as as this as the scene was playing mm-hmm. out and they did the usual suspects thing, I was like, okay, okay, okay. I didn't like, you know, I didn't like <laughs> that the the final girl got killed at the end by getting hit by a car. 
But she didn't because she's in the next like ten scary. She's in the next three scary movie movies, and so is Brenda. Oh. So I like that they can just bring people back yeah. when they want. <laughs> okay, so you're saying okay, so, so yeah. Okay, okay anyway, so you're saying she the survives end. the car crash, and Brenda survives being stabbed multiple, multiple times, oh, and it's wow, never okay. brought up again. <laughs> uh, do you want to go? I actually think Brenda is funnier in the second one. I think oh, she's funnier. In the okay, one, do you want to go to your trivia? Me. Yes. So. This is actually, I like this. This is universal divine timing. When Anna Faris got the role, she was actually working at an ad agency and was only a week away from moving um, to her company's London office. Wow. So this this movie, like if she didn't get it, she wouldn't be who we know her to be. She'd be working at an ad agency. Yeah. Like this was the first thing I think she ever she ever did, or like the first thing people know of. Um the role of Brenda was originally offered to Aaliyah. Oh, wow. Who turned it down. That's sad. Um, Alicia Silverstone was offered the role of Cindy. Um, uh, the last piece of trivia I have for you is Britney Spears was offered the role of Drew, so Carmen Electra's character. All right, I'm going to yeah, wrap this shit show up <laughs> and, and give Marcella thank a bit you. of a fucking break. So thank you for joining us. Yeah, it's okay. Thank you for joining us um, for... Uh, scary movie we hope you enjoyed it if you have not seen scary movie i i mean look marcelo hopes you don't watch it because he thinks it's trash i hope you watch it because i think it's funny now maybe i only think it's funny because i saw it in the cinema and that was kind of the humor at the time i don't know but um i hope that you at least uh give it a go but anyway thank you so much for joining us next week we have something very, very special for you. We have a movie called Cocaine Woo! Bear. This was a request. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so we will be reviewing the most absurd movie <laughs> I have ever heard of, based on a true story, Cocaine oh Bear. And um, if you want to email us, if you have any questions, comments, complaints, if you have any, um, if you want to request anything, you can email us at the mixtape pod at AOL.com. And don't forget. Uh, when someone makes you a mixtape, that must mean that they really love you. The Mixtape Podcast is a Balloonhead Productions presentation.